In today's episode, we hear from the CPOC award winner for the 2022 Employee of the Year and how Shasta probation transformed prevention efforts in the school system by putting Shooty on duty. Enjoy. afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us today and driving all the way from Reading, right? Yeah. Or Shasta County, I should say. So this is really uh, exciting for us to dive into our award winner, CPOC award winner uh, of the year from uh, t- uh, last year. And uh, glad we were able to get you into the studio. So thanks for coming today, Chief Neal yeah. uh, from Shasta County. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. We are so excited to be here today and highlight Jim Shooty and him being the award recipient and really talking about some of the great work that we're doing in Shasta County in our schools. So thank you so much for having us. It was an easy drive down. We hit some great. rain, but super easy. So we're, we're excited to be here. Great. I've been spending a lot of time with Shasta these uh, past couple of months. We were just up there for our meeting and yep. got a chance to see firsthand a lot of the wonderful things that you guys are doing in the county. And uh, Officer Shooty, having you out of the county here in Sacramento is just wonderful. I, we really are looking forward to hearing a little bit about what you're doing. So welcome to the show. Yes, thank you. I appreciate you having us down and, and uh, you know, having us on the show tonight. Wonderful. And so first tell me, is there a special place in the house that you have um, put the award that you received from CPOC? (laughs) So um, I put it in my office um, in our master bedroom. And my wife suggested, well, are you going to take that to work and put it in your office at work? And I was like, well, that's a good spot for it, too. So right now, that's where it currently lives is in my in my house. Note to self, we may need to get two awards for our award winners. You may want to be able to see it at home as well as show it (laughs) off at work. That's great. Yeah, there were a couple of weeks, you know, following the award ceremony that everything was about shooty. And we were talking about him on our social media our office internet, at the county, just all over the place. So it's been kind of a length of celebration and appreciation. Absolutely. And just uh, what little I know about you and just, you know, reading the body language here today, I think that's probably your most favorite thing, right, Officer Sheen? I'm not a big fan of (laughs) celebrating myself. (laughs) I understand. Sorry, you'll have to, you know, hang with us for a little bit longer so that we can do that because there's great reason to do that. And so why don't we dive right in and talk a little bit about uh, the program and the reason and Chief Neal, you nominated uh, yeah. Officer Shooty for this this ward. Yeah, so Officer Shooty's worked for us. He started with us in our juvenile rehabilitation facility and just thrived and promoted over to be a deputy probation officer. Um, we are really excited. He has the natural skill set of a coach and a leader and to work with community members, to work with youth. Um, so when he came over to our juvenile division, um, it was at an interesting time in our community, and we had one of our school uh, district superintendent reach out to us and really express some of the struggles that the school district was kind of trying to manage through um, high truancy rates, um, you know, lots of referrals to the student attendance review board. Um, low grades, fights, they had, it was a time when the schools really started to be looking at their outcome measures and and funding started to be associated with those outcomes. And so at the time, 
um, Supervisor Harrell, uh, Superintendent Harrell, excuse me, reached out and said, how can you help us? And what does that look like? And we want to partner with you. And at that time, uh, we selected Officer Schutte to be a juvenile prevention officer at the school campus. And and for us, it wasn't a school resource officer, which we've traditionally seen because after conversations with Superintendent Harold, he wanted something different. Um, he wanted intervention, he wanted prevention, he wanted support for his school staff. He had a vision that he felt we would meet. Um, and so that's kind of how it started. And I think I shared this at the award ceremony, you know, Shudi was selected and it was an immediate fit. You know, when we think about probation and all the roles we play in the community and in the criminal justice system, we all have different strengths for different positions and shooties is really working with the community, in the community, with young people. Um, and so he's been assigned, so this was back in 2018, um, and he was assigned there for the first year and the program just thrived and he just did, it was a natural fit. Um, everything that the school was hoping in, you know, had anticipated that they wanted, Shooty just stepped right into those shoes and really supported the school. And after the first year, I'll never forget when Supervisor uh, Jim or Superintendent, excuse me, Jim Harrell called me and says, our outcomes are amazing. Like we've oh, made great. some significant headway in our absentee rate and our truancy rates. And it was at that point that the program really kind of took off because Jim Harrell was all over the county in school meetings raving about uh, Officer Shooty and how can more shooties, in essence, how could we clone Shooty and get him out into the schools? And I shared at the award ceremony, there was a time where I was kind of dodging different <laughs> school meetings because everywhere I went, it was a hot topic because Jim Harrell was pretty vocal about the work and the support and what Shooty brought to the school sites. Um, yeah. And it was a natural mix, him working with um, law enforcement up in that community, as well as community-based organizations. Um, and so it really just took, it, that's where the program started, and it's just grown from there. So what did you think when you were approached by uh, the chief to start the program and uh, move into this new environment uh, without a little bit of a game plan, right? It sounds like you were very involved in being able to map out what that would look like. Well, yeah, and I think, and as Chief Neal said, it was kind of in, in its infancy when I was mm -hmm. put up there. And so we were kind of working it kind of from a team approach um, as to, you know, what we were going to need as far as resources and what the time frame looked like and and how we'd interact with the different school staffs. And that was the bigger part of it is it was new to them, too. And so we had to interface with them and kind of, you know, define what our role would be, what their role would be and how that would look as a community partner in helping them resolve some of the issues like like Chief Neal said, with the attendance, with truancies, with other issues they were having on campus um, and their other campuses as well. So by allowing that to happen as we progress through it, 
we would, you know, I would always come to chief at the end of the school year and say, hey, I got my wish list, you know, <laughs> and and it would be these are the things that came up throughout the course of the year. Or these are things I see maybe we need, you know, thinking forward in the future and stuff like that. And so it was truly, a, it, it, you know, it, it was a team effort. And mm-hmm. it was one of those things where um, my division director would I'd ask him and he would say, yeah, that's something I will, you know, we'll sit down and we'll talk with Tracy. And, mm-hmm. and he's always, Jeremy's always involved in, in, in what we're doing and, and with the chief and everything. So it, it helps out a lot. Yeah, that's and, great. And Karen, it was really nice because the collaboration with the school and Shooty, the school would say, we need some support on school safety plans or we need some support. How can you support us? And so it was really this continued communication in regards to what the school needed and what, you know, Jim could offer. And I think one of the great things about Shooty is he always steps up. And he always brings things up, whether it's to his division director or me and says, the school's wanting to do this. How do you feel about this? Can I do this? Can I collaborate with this partner to support them? And I think that that's what's made it so successful. And, you know, Shudi jokes about his back to school wish list. But every, you know, year in the summertime, Mm -hmm. I get Shudi's wish list. And, you know, some things we can deliver and others we can. And. Um, you know, the Gateway School District where Shooty started and has been assigned, you know, assigned has just been um, just super great and flexible, oh, that which is, has been really nice. And, you know, I'll share this not to embarrass uh, Shooty, but, you know, I mentioned at the awards ceremony going into this next school year, the school year we're in, um, we were going to reassign Shooty to a different school, a right. new school that we were taking on. And the superintendent said, you can't, you can't (laughs) reassign him. Um, And the superintendent said, we have all new administration running our schools. We need Shudi on site, you know, to provide that consistency. Um, Something our juvenile prevention officers all do is they provide education and support to school staff. Mm -hmm. Um, And that superintendent was insistent um, and so we kept Shooty there just for this last this last year, and he's transitioning more mm-hmm. into the oversight and kind of coordinator of the entire program. Just because as years have passed, more schools want juvenile prevention officers, right? Um, and we're a team of four right now, and we're looking at adding an additional two to four, you know, in the next couple of years. Um, and so as schools, you know, struggle coming out of COVID, other issues that are coming up, they really um, have looked to probation to for that support. And I think Shudi and the team that he's built um, has really made a huge difference in our community. It seems like what I'm hearing is a, um, that that role really helps play that connector role that I often hear probation mm-hmm. so um, critical um, in in playing in whatever aspect, right? There's several things that probation does, but really, what was interesting to me was the school aspect of yeah. it. So, and you know, to you touched on it. Uh, the the popularity it sounds like that you're enjoying in, in uh, Shasta we're we that's why we wanted you on the podcast we definitely want to tap into your your uh, popularity and get yeah. us uh, get us uh, going here so what we uh, probably need to also kind of set the stage for is like a day in the life 
you know, and, and, um, you know, what that kind of looks like, uh, and, and maybe it looked different when you started and now it's a little bit different, uh, you know, um, today, but, but what is it that, that you're doing on a day-to-day basis? Um, okay. Well, so typically, um, you know, the officer will go to the school or I would go to the school, um, check in with the particular school staff there um, and, you know, report, uh, you know, get a report from them, like what has gone on or what had happened, anything that happened if I hadn't been there the whole day prior to. Um, and then from that standpoint, um, if I was there in the morning, I would greet kids coming into the school, um, you know, and they would you know, obviously engage with me and have conversations with me and stuff like that. Ask them about how their day went, how the school went, um, you know, that afternoon or what have you just kind of catching up on what I maybe hadn't been there for at that point in time. Um, and then, and then from that standpoint, I would go to yet another school. Um, in my particular assignment, I had four, uh, schools. I had, the. uh, the continuation school and then their mainstream high school and then the two middle school, elementary middle schools. Um, uh, and so it was a combination of bouncing between those two campuses primarily. Um, some of the officers only have one school at this point, which means there's, they're on there the whole day. Um, and then once I would go to the other school, the same kind of process where I would check in with administration, check in with office staff, make sure there wasn't anything immediately pressing. And then at that point, just really kind of reach out to the students, student staff, um, and and make my presence known on campus that I was there and, and a resource if they needed anything. Um, a lot of times I would have notes waiting for me. Hey, this parent called. They're having, you know, struggles getting their child to go to school or they're having struggles with behavior or whatever the case may be. And a lot of times we could make some referrals or some services to possibly parent partners or parent projects and things like that. Um, and at least get them pointed in the right direction so that because they're not maybe law enforcement issues at that point, but if right. attendance starts to become a bigger issue or there starts to be other things going on, the idea behind that early intervention and prevention is we can avoid those before they become serious issues. Right. Know? So yeah. you're trying to deflect kids from getting into a, a system, a juvenile justice system, right? Right. Because, I mean, traditionally, right, that's what we've done is is we haven't really dealt with the kids until they've been arrested by law enforcement or they have issues that have brought them to us. And so, you know, and, and in some cases that still may happen, but at least we're trying to be proactive in av- avoiding that from occurring. Right. Keeping that from occurring. Well, and I'll say, you know, our officers at the schools are very popular. Um, And so we have a young man uh, from Gateway School District that sits on our juvenile justice commission. And he comes to our meetings and just raves about Shooty. And, you know, Shooty's always in the parking lot, you know, welcoming as students come, as they exit and doing some, you know, control of that situation as well as at games. And it was pretty funny. Somebody showed me a picture. Um, There were a couple of students out at another campus that actually for Halloween dressed up as Athena, one of our juvenile prevention officers. And so it was actually a picture of these boys that were, you know, for Halloween dressed up to Mm -hmm. be just like her. And so they're very popular. And um, you know, kids look forward to talking with them and seeing them and having conversations. And and as we know, young people 
um, are looking for support and that mentorship and that positive reinforcement. And um, that's kind of what they do. And Shudi does an amazing job at it. So I will say when Shudi came with his back to school list, I need um, my vehicle decaled and a few other vehicle items, you know, because of his presence and, and people mm -hmm. see him, we went ahead and did that for him. Yeah. And now that's just part of our team is that yeah. we have, you know, certain items associated with our vehicles. Right. So, yeah. It, 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 and like chief said, we do want to be out there. You know, we want right. to put ourselves out there as a, as a, you know, the ability to, be part of the community, you know, which we are. And mm -hmm. I mean, and it, and I believe that that kind of goes to the point of making the community safer and, you know, building those better lives that, that benefit us down the road, you know, right. um, creating better citizens, which is where it starts in the school system, you know, um, and this, you know, the schools have their sets of challenges for sure, but us being there and our, our presence there, I think is very helpful in what we're trying to accomplish. And so, yeah, that's great. Well, you know, what is it that you love most about what it is that you get a chance to do in this program? Uh, for me, I think it's the coaching type of aspect of it, the mentoring piece of it. Um, I think working with kids and youth keeps you younger. Um, you know, <laughs> hearing how they talk and they're, you know, and we've kind of all went through that and like the things that they think are so important or so, you know, you try to have those conversations. It's like, well, let me put it into a little more reality or a little more perspective and stuff and being able to talk them through some stressful situations or some situations where they, they seem stressed out that they don't really need to be stressed out. And they just need that voice of reason or mentoring that, you know, kind of can point them or coach them in a direction that is, you know, maybe a better thought process. And so I think that's probably the most rewarding piece is when you talk to a, a, a young person and you get to see the impact you made on them, like like Tracy was saying, where you know they they are excited when they see you and they want to you know dress up like at Halloween and yeah. stuff like that, like like you know you're making an impact on those kids, and who knows what they'll want to do. Right, right, and a positive impact. Yeah, right, right. there's different ways of making impact, For and sure. it sounds like this is uh, this one of the stories uh, that really touched me because I thought this is what probation seems to do on a daily basis. It and does. it was a great illustration of, um, you know, why it can be so important to a community. So that's. And and all of our officers do a great job. I mean, it's not just, I mean, it's, it's our juvenile probation officers that have case carrying loads and our right. adult, they all make such a huge impact on the lives of the people they serve and stuff like that. So, um, you know, that, I would be remiss not to, you know, say that because they definitely do. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and it's nice, um, you know, because before this concept and before, you know, kind of deploying officers onto campuses, <laughs> we um, hadn't been as proactive with prevention as I think we want to be. Right. Um, and I think this uh, and these programs and the so support of the schools has really given us that option. And I think, um, it's making a difference. You know, I Sounds think like just it. the healthy conversations mm -hmm. and having the resources and what our officers are able to engage with, engage with, you know, what, what, whatever's happening that day, um, I think has really made a difference. And I know, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about school safety and security right. and kind of, um, you know, with different things going on in all communities mm -hmm. across the United States. 
um, our juvenile pro prevention officers play an important role in those drills and helping with school safety plans in um, being on site in case something does happen. Right, right. I would imagine that's um, in a, in a way a, a leverage, a force multiplier, right, for the the, the schools to be able to yeah. really do what they're supposed to be doing and want to be doing, and the connections and the kids can take full advantage of what they're supposed to be doing um, yeah. in an educational setting if they're not having to worry about some of the safety issues. You yeah. know, so it sounds as though that's kind of a dual role. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. the chief said, because we're on campus, you know, and so you know we're right there if a if something like that was an incident critical incident of some nature was to occur you know they're not waiting for necessarily a response time when we're on that particular campus right. you know and so so that does speed up the process mm -hmm. like you said because we're not you know driving to a location in some cases we may have to do that if it's sure. not a school we're at but if if we're at one of those main campuses where you know statistically those are things are likely to happen it does cut down on that response time and we are able to respond to those kinds of situations and threats. So, yeah. Well, and I think the schools have really appreciated. And one of the reasons why I think we keep getting additional requests is because our juvenile pre prevention officers come with so many resources and skill sets um, that they're, they don't necessarily have on campus. Mm -hmm. And so, if a suspected child abuse incident comes up or a 5150 or, um, you know, a mental health crisis, you know, our, our JPOs are able to support and a variety of things that come up and there they have the skill set, the resources, and they know what's available in mm -hmm. the community to make those referrals and provide that support as well as to do home visits or other things that might come up. Right, right. Yeah. Just a myriad of things, you know, yeah. it, it seems like. And all much needed and um, all in one package, you know, which is yeah. which is really, I can see why school districts are knocking down your door trying to clone uh, clone you, Officer Shuni. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's really apparent. Um, you know, and some of the things that you're talking about is also I find – maybe hard to measure. You know, like you said, you don't know how some of the conversations and the the feeling of of um support or safety that these youth who are, you know, there in school now and what they might be able to go on to do um or avoid and there's there's no way really of measuring that except really the popularity, frankly, that it sounds like exists in Chasta because of the work that you've done. And so yeah. that's that's really important to highlight. And I'm glad we're getting a chance to talk about that. Um, a couple of things just as people are they're they're definitely excited. I can I am sure as they're listening to this story, they all want a shooty on duty. Um, so how do um, how is something like this funded? How did you guys decide, you know, to, to put this program into play? Yeah. So when it started in 2018, uh, Jim Harrell, the superintendent, he wanted to fund a position. Mm. Um, and so, you know, we worked with him. And so most of our JP, almost all of our JPOs are really funded from that school district. Okay. Um, and so they provide um, the cost for the officer as well as other operational costs. Um, and that's that's how it's worked, yeah. Uh, well, obviously that's proof in the pudding, right? I mean, if somebody yeah. is, is willing to, 
you know, kind of look at, uh, at, at actually paying for that kind of a service, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's great. And then of course it, it does have all these other dividends as you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. So we've just, we've, you know, we've been really lucky. Like I've, like I've said, you know, our, our schools are great collaborative partners and they've really stepped up and they've wanted, um, juvenile prevention officers. And we just feel fortunate we've been able to move in that direction to support them. That's great. You know, Officer Shudi, you mentioned coaching. And when we were talking before we started uh, hitting record, (laughs) you did share with me, although this is no surprise because I think we have a lot of probation officers that play this role. But coaching is really important to you in the literal sense as well. So tell us a little bit about your coaching. Um, Yeah, well, and I I do think it translates. Um, I've been so I've been coaching for Oh, shoot, 25 years or something. And I'm um, at all different levels from the youth all the way up to college football. Um, and so it and, you know, when you're dealing with 30 or 40 or 50 new kids every year, you know, you you have to learn a lot about personality and, and, and what they, you know, what each one individually brings to the table. And you really do interact with all of them, you know, and the way you you know, maybe get through or connect with little kids, you know, that are eight, nine, 10 compared to middle school or high schoolers and then young men that are in college. So there's, you know, all those different levels of, of communication and coaching and they're all uniquely different in some ways, you know, and I think that's, what's been super helpful with this program because, you know, you do deal with, you know, elementary school kids, age kids, and then you'll deal with middle school age kids. And then, high school kids, you know, and so we don't really deal with the college side of it, but, but a lot of them are going to college, you know what I mean? Or they're going to, you know, age out, they'll be 18 when they're mm-hmm. in high school and that conversation of, Hey, you're 18 now compared to when you were 17 or 16 and those kinds of things. So I think, I think that ability to mentor and to, to, you know, be positive and to, you know, tell them, show them how to measure small successes and it's about them getting better not necessarily about, you know, anything other than just what's important for them to be successful. And I think those are things that, you know, that that's really who you should try to be better as yourself every time. And if you can, if you can be better and you improve your life every day, then you're actually moving in a positive direction. So that's try the message I try to. It sounds like you can't possibly have enough time in the day to do some of the things that you're talking (laughs) about doing, but that sounds like, you know, something that you'll have to, you know, kind of keep thinking as how to manage. But it also sounds like coaching is in some ways maybe continuing education for what you are doing um, on the the ground with your with your day job. Yeah, it is. I mean, I I use a lot of the same techniques and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so it does. it does translate. And, and I think it's really important that I, in fact, a lot of the guys that are working as our JPOs have coached or played sports. And, and I think that team, that's the other part of it. I think sometimes is being a good team player and being able to, you know, actually use your teammates to support you in things that maybe you're not super good at, like my phones. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, but those things are all really helpful. And, and just like the program, when we started putting it together and stuff, you know, there was a lot of other officers that helped support that. Um, my, the other range masters, Athena Navone and Jason Colomb and and just, just various officers at, you know, the time that were super supportive in what we were doing and, and, and helping and, and getting it all set up. So. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great point, Shudi, that you make is that 
this isn't necessarily always, does it always fall under traditional probation work? Right. Um, and I think a good point that Shudi made about the teamwork is our juvenile prevention officers are on site, kind of working solo with the school staff and the students. And, um, you know, Shudi and the whole team has done a really great job mm -hmm. on supporting each other because lots of things come up all the time at schools that you need that support. Um, and that's something that Shudi and his team has, have just done a great job at is making sure that they're available, they're checking in with each other, um, you know, because you are kind of out there on an island and it's, it is kind of outside some of the other juvenile work that we do. Right, right. Even though the skill sets, it sounds like that are needed are very yeah. much run through all of the different things and different roles that probation plays. Yeah, absolutely. You think that's why, Chief Neal, that... Um, when the problem was identified perhaps um, in, in the community and needing this, that one of the first places maybe they were coming for help was yeah. probation? Yeah, I do. I really do. I mean, Jim and I had some honest conversations about what was going and what he knew we could provide and what resources we could bring. And, you know, when we talked a lot about it and we talked about what it would look like, what the program would look like, um, you know, and then after that first year and he was running around the community just raving about the program. Mm -hmm. I think that's why so many people and other schools quickly jumped on because they know what we're capable of and they know our impact and the resources we bring. And they really have seen us as a solution, um, which I think has really been great in, you know, we're. You know, we have authority and we're enforcement, but mm -hmm. when we think about prevention, we bring a different side to that. And I think that's made a huge difference. And I think um, the, all the officers that we've had on site have naturally molded into, you know, what their school districts are looking for. You know, we have individualized case plans. Yeah. We do things individually to meet the needs of a of someone who might be on a caseload. It sounds like you're individually yeah. looking at, you know, what is needed at the school district level, at the school, at the just student body level to try to come up with, with ways to help. So, I mean, if there are so, anybody listening to this podcast that's thinking, what does a probation officer do? How many rules and there's yeah. a lot of things you need to know. But what always strikes me is just fascinating is if you really want to have a different day every day and like kind of creativity to your job, probation seems like you could do that. Is is that how you feel? So it, it is a great career. Yeah. And I would recommend if 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 you are the kind of person that really wants to affect change in your community and and be active in that change that that is absolutely one of the best jobs and the best ways to be able to do that and have success because it does make such a huge impact. And, and like we talked about, you just don't know how far down the road that impact happens, but it, it you'll see it. And when you do, it's like, Oh, okay. Or you'll have somebody come up and say, Hey, remember my freshman year when I was getting in trouble or fights and then, and I talked to you and we, and now I'm graduating and I'm going to Montana state or where, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, what a great turnaround, you know? And so I think that it's like you said, it's sometimes hard to measure those impacts, but right. those impacts are happening on a daily basis. And so I, it's like, see, it's a, it's a wonderful career. And I think that the, the amount of impact you have is just immeasurable, really, you know, um, and and you are able to do and get into so many facets of 
what a community needs. Yes, like Chief Neal said, it does need the law enforcement piece. It does need the accountability. Right. But there's also the, you know, the hope it brings to people and that there is, you know, that they can change and they can move into different directions and stuff. And we're just kind of introducing that in an earlier, inner, you know, yeah. uh, part of their, you know, interaction with right, us, you know what right. I mean? Instead of it just being always at the punitive part, you know what I mean? So That's so important too, right? I mean, uh, you know, I always think of probation as the best kept secret, uh, you know, to, you know, how communities can work well together. And, and um, so being at an early age with positive um, messaging and, and uh, different things that, you know, help, uh, it, gosh, that's got to, that's probably going to pay dividends long after all of us here are, are uh, kind of working in the field, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, just the prevention aspect is right. just, it's priceless, you know, for these young people to get the support that they need. Right. And our goal is for them to be successful and never have to walk into our juvenile probation division. Exactly. And that's, and that's the work. And I hope um, you know, when we think about outcomes and measures for our juvenile prevention officers, we we hope that the schools will see those changes that they're looking for. But then on our end, we're hoping we won't see those kids come in our doors. Right. Which and we want them to be healthy and grow into young adults. Exactly. By the time they reach our door, it was because maybe there wasn't a shooting on duty a yeah. lot earlier in their life. Yeah. Yeah. What's the future hold? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, every year after school starts, I always get the calls, the frantic calls from school officials. Can we add somebody? Can we do this? And so, um, you know, we're trying to manage our capacity because mm -hmm. I think that's important because yep. we do a lot of other um, within our juvenile division, a lot of other services and prevention work, and we have a lot of things we want to do. Right. Um, and so we're slowly, you know, trying to grow. Um, Shooty and his team have worked really hard on a juvenile prevention uh, training. Oh, great. Um, and so we do that in our summertime, and we train really it, it expands out into some other officers so that they can fill in, but also understand what's happening at our schools. Um, Shudi and I are working on a special project, um, and so I think we'll we'll keep that under wraps at oh, this moment. What a tease! I know but, you want to come um, back in a few yeah, months. It's, I get it's it. It's pretty. Um, you know, I I really appreciate our staff and our team at probation. We have a lot of innovative thinkers a lot of thinking outside the box to really see how we can reach different aspects of our community. So we've been working on a special project. I'm excited. I know Shudi's excited and we have a few other partners out in the community that are, um, you know, you know, clapping us on and cheering us on. So that's exciting. Um, so we're hoping to add two more juvenile prevention okay. officers this next school year. So that would be 23, 24. Um, yeah. So and then we're just going to kind of see. Mm -hmm. We're just going to see where it goes and, and what the need is and, you know, and, and try and adjust as, as school, you right. know, schools reach out to us. And I know we were talking on our way down here. There's a couple of schools. Honestly, we'd love to work in. You know, we see some of yeah. their struggles in, you know, Shooty and others are talking to officials who they need our support and we want to yeah. be able to provide that. And again, it's looking at that prevention and that lo those long-term outcomes. 
Yeah. So yeah, we'd love to come back once we, you know, move along with our special project a little bit. Um, and you'll be the first to know. Okay, of course. there we go. We've got an exclusive yes. setup for this uh this part of the conversation. Well that yeah, that is I can see you both beaming. you were oh, yeah. excited about <laughs> uh, about wanting to talk about that. And yeah. but you do you do say I was gonna ask a little bit about the challenges and you know, that is when you can grow too fast. I mean, we know labor shortages are hitting us hard. You you know, um, across the board, not just in probation. And so, you know, um, you want to be sure you're thoughtful, intentional yep. about how that that happens. And curious if you um, do you know, um, are other uh, counties doing something similar? Have you talked to any of your counterparts in, in other counties that maybe you can share kind of ideas around how you're doing the program currently? Um, I don't know if you've heard. She, I, I've had a couple people yeah, reach out, ask me just mm-hmm. like general overview yeah. stuff, um, right? You know, and and really, they're just kind of wondering more compared to like a traditional SRO, right? Compared yes. to what we do, and so I try to explain to them the differences there. Mm-hmm. That that we, I mean, we do do the SRO type stuff for sure. Right. I mean, we are we do have that ability, but that's just not our sole focus. And right. so it's the other pieces that I'm I'm trying to to let them know what we provide as far as referral services and things of that right. nature and the proactive piece and stuff like that. So um yeah, I've had uh, I think Butte County and and we work so we do do mutual aid as well mm. in the summer times and stuff. Okay. So a lot of our officers are out on and so that's a lot of times when they'll ask the question cuz they'll, you know, they'll know it that we're doing that program in our right. county that they're maybe thinking about. But I don't know yeah, as far as yeah. official requests. Well, and I think, uh, Shudi, you made a good point. So our JPOs are in the schools during school time. Right. You know, and unless the school districts have a certain request for kind of the summer months or during holidays or different oh, things. Right. And so we really try to be intentful and focus them in other areas in mm-hmm. the summer months, which mutual aid is one of them. And so, okay. as you know, the North State mm-hmm. has had fires, floods, yeah. you know, we've had a lot of um, impacts. And mm-hmm. so that team is the first to respond, which feels good that we have a team that we can dispatch That's that great. doesn't impact other probation right. services. Um, but I just wanted to touch on something mm-hmm. you said that I think is really important is we want to be purposeful. We don't want to over excel ourselves mm-hmm. and we don't want to roll something out that we don't feel confident in. Sure. Um, and so I think that's important as we think about growing. We need to grow at our own pace mm-hmm. for the team that we have and the staff that we have. Right. Um, while we always want to help and be supportive with our partners, I think right. that's just a, a super important point. Um, sure. You know, and not. And I would hope, you know, our concept and what we're doing, you know, does flow to other counties because sure. I think we've seen some great benefit and I think there is, mm-hmm. you know, benefit to other communities. It sounds like it could be. I mean, yeah. everything you talk about yeah. seems as though it would and, fit. And they would have to tailor made it, you know, of to course. their community because, right. again, I don't I don't know their community. I know our community yeah. in Shasta and mm-hmm. stuff. But but those are seem relatively easy to, you know, if you get the right people to vet those areas right. and stuff where they need to look at it, that that could be a easily accomplished, you know? Sure. So. 
Yeah. You know what it sounds like to me is we need to roll this into a CPOC training that we can (laughs) offer for for folks who might be interested in starting something like that. You may have a whole nother job to to think about uh, fitting into your very, very busy schedule. But this is this is very exciting, which it seems like it it tells me why you probably nominated uh, Officer Shooty for this award. Right. I, I know. There are so many great people in your department yep. in particular. Yep. I've met yep. a lot of them. Um, but it, and just across the state, it, it's it would be so hard, I would imagine, oh, to yeah. decide, you know, which one. But, you know, uh, there's there's something special here. I can see it and hear yeah. it in your voice around why, you know, you wanted to really uplift this particular program. Yeah, so absolutely. So. You know, like I said, Shooty's done this program for many years and has really grown it and developed it. Um, his efforts with the schools during COVID and some of the things that he did were were outstanding. Um, you know, and in particular with Shooty, if he's not at the schools, he's helping in our juvenile rehabilitation facility. He's That's helping great. in other areas of the department. Um, he's one of our range masters. Um, and so he does a lot of work to assure that our armed officers are receiving some of the best training. Um, honestly, we're in the state. I mean, they train, um, you know, in the skills that they're working on pretty much every other week is outstanding. He's a field training officer, um, so he does that. And whenever we need mutual aid, he's the first to step up. And so it's just... You know, when we think about all of our amazing staff and everybody that does so much every day in in our department, in all departments across the state, I mean, he just has been exceptional. Yeah. You know, and some of the things that he talked about in regards to coaching, you know, he naturally does motivational interviewing. He naturally intrinsically motivates people, you know, and his energy just radiates um, you know, you know, being healthy, um, having healthy conversations, you know, in growth and young people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you think about everything that Shooty's done, it's just really amazing. And and I may complain about his back to school wish list, <laughs> yeah. um, but let's be honest, they're what's needed. Right. And right. so for me, it's how do I fund some of those things? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's always proactively thinking, um, you know, recently all of our public safety officials, you know, they're getting together to have these interagency trainings for really crisis management. Mm. Um, and we were trying to do them quarterly, and we had one in November. And one of the drills was a school shooting at the school. Yep. And, yeah. you know, everybody around the table, EMT, um, fire, you know, law enforcement, you know, they were all, you know, wanting us to be a part of that and really trying to figure out how we would manage. And, you know, Shudu was there and a couple of our other team members. Um, but just the impact, right? Mm-hmm. And so when when we decided to put the nomination forward, um, plus we have this great shooty on duty kind of concept, of course, um, that we can't get away from. It was just a natural fit. Sure. And I think when um, you know when Shooty's got a ama- three amazing children, an amazing wife, and and I think when he got the C the CPOC, I yeah. mean, I think we were just. 
you know, all like super excited. Yeah. You know, it was it was um, it was more than we anticipated, and we were grateful and excited, and it's deserving. You know, and Shooty's always, you know, even on the way down here, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's a team effort. It I'm really like, is a team yeah, effort. Yeah, sure. Shooty's still saying this. I'm like, Shooty, it's you. Yeah. Like, your leadership skills are off the charts, and you're remarkable in he doesn't want to accept that. I see him now, like, looking right. down. He doesn't want to tear you know? this. He um, wants to stop you from all of the yeah, talk. But yeah, but I think um, we're just so fortunate. Right. We're so fortunate that, um, you know, people like Shooty and we have lots of staff that choose our profession in, you know, can carry out the vision of our departments and kind of that work that probation right. is doing, you know, not just in Shasta, but across the state. Absolutely. I mean, we... We play a very unique role in public safety, and it's a very important role. And there's so many pieces in Shooty's program is just one of those. Yeah. And we have a lot to be proud of. Absolutely. And it does actually sound like you did figure out a way to clone Shooty. We are. So I'm just saying this sounds like an awful (laughs) lot on one person's plate. And and obviously you're very, very humble, which, you know, uh, but, you know, I will say it was it was moving like uh, the award ceremony often is to everybody who gets to kind of hear about it. And your story was just spot on. Like we need to amplify it. It it has a really uh, important um you know, kind of lesson, uh, you know, in it. It also made me think about the time I remember your chief has also received CPOC awards before she was chief. And so, uh, so high praise from somebody who, who knows uh, what it takes to, to be a leader in this field. So I was super honored and, and unexpectedly so, (laughs) because I, I, they had told me that the original, original, Right. was coming but then the 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 statewide recognition was obviously I was not prepared for that um and so I don't know if chief knew that or not but she had a great poker face because she didn't sell it <laughs> at all um but it, you know I I do love it I, but it really is a team effort and I do want to I, I can't stress out enough Please. that it's not just one person it it's it's everything from chief Neal to Jeremy Canyon, to James Goodwine, who was my supervisor prior to when I was out there all by myself, you know what I mean? And, and, and just, and, and our adult division, our juvenile division, our, our, our community corrections, like all those facets of our department are amazing human beings and amazing yeah. individuals. And they do great work on a daily basis and they don't always get all the recognition That's right. and it's, you know, it's, they need to get it in. So I know I want them to understand that I know I appreciate them and I know yeah. Chief Neal appreciates them. But it is, it, it's, it's, you know, it's important work and they do do a great job. So it's, and, and when I needed anything or resources come up or I have questions, they're always, the division directors, the supervisors, they're always willing to help mm-hmm. and answer questions and stuff on things that I'm not sure about. Um, and like I said, when I'm trying to go through a process, I'll bounce stuff off Jeremy or bounce off off James who, and, and they're like, Oh, you should try this or think about this or, and it's just good to have that, that extra help. And so, like I said, it is truly a team effort. So, yeah, Yeah, no. And, 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 you know, I know that's not just lip service that you're paying. I know that's one it's, uh, uh, 
probation seems to be the ultimate team player. I mean, it's it's at the core of oh, our mission. We mm-hmm. can't do what we do without kind of thinking about that globally as well as individually in these kind of conversations. And so obviously to be successful at, your, at the job, you need to really embrace that. And, um, and you and all of those people have been doing it without anybody watching, without anybody asking, without lights and, you know, uh, fanfare and, and all of that. And I think that's something really really important. One of the reasons why we actually wanted to have you here today. I mean, I know it's a small thing, but we really wanted to be able to thank you and to thank you both and the entire team. And again, amplify the important work and sacrifices that you guys have made for the betterment of your community, which just happens to be what probation does on a daily basis, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we appreciate you having us. And I know having you up in Shasta for the quarterlies has been great. It's wonderful. Um, You know, our team's been excited that you've wanted to come to Shasta and we've tried to be excellent hosts for you all. So as you have been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Excellent. Anything in uh, signing off, uh, Officer Shudi, you'd like to share? I just wanted to thank you very much for having us on the the show. And, you know, like I said, this is an honor as well. Um, And um, hopefully the you know, we have gotten the message out that, you know, we can hopefully um, be positive in a lot of different aspects in, in what we're trying to accomplish here. And I, again, I appreciate the time and effort of letting us come down and be part of your show. Absolutely. It's our pleasure and our thanks to both of you. So yeah, yeah. safe travels back to Thank Shasta. You. Thank you. And I think we can say signing off on Shooty on Duty. <laughs> we can definitely <laughs> say signing off. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.